the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you ever wondered why after doing your very best as a parent, your kids often choose to go down the wrong path? (laughs) Well, don't be discouraged. God was the perfect parent and had the same problem with his children, Adam and Eve. Listening today as Pastor Rander explains this phenomena in this message, The Temptation and Fall of Man. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. I pray, Father, that parts of your people would be attuned to the Word of God and not be distracted by things in the mind or around them physically. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 9, and you'll find these words. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. And here are the words of the living God. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? And from this particular passage, we want to preach the temptation and fall of man. The temptation and fall of man. Look down at verses four and five, if you will. Someone doesn't have a Bible, please share your Bible so they can see the word of God for themselves as well. Uh, Verses four and five says, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. In verses four and five, You have to realize that only when Satan distracted Eve from the truth of God's word, could could he get her to believe his lie. In other words, he distracted her from the truth of God's words. Uh, In other words, Satan's objective was to cause Eve and even us today to think we're missing out on something better. Instead of Adam and Eve being satisfied with all that God has provided them in the garden, they had 
They had, every, they had access to everything in the garden. Plum trees, uh, peach trees, apple trees, pear trees, all kind of fruit trees. But he said, that tree right there in the middle of the garden, I don't want you to touch it. You know, I don't want you to eat it lest ye die. You know, and it wasn't like the forbidden tree was the only tree in the garden with fruit on it. I mean, that, that, that was a beautiful garden. They were in a perfect environment. Uh, they had everything they could wish for. They had that one, one restriction. Don't mess with that tree. And would you know it? Uh, they mess with it. And you say, why did they have to do it? I wonder if you had been there, would you have done it? See, that's the question we must pose to ourselves. So they, they, so they partook of the tree and they got more than they bargained for, which was having the knowledge of both good and evil. Before the fall, before they ate a forbidden tree, they only knew good. But now Adam and Eve knew both good and evil, which resulted in the unexpected, devastating consequences, which was separation from God, a spiritual and physical death. So the question I pose to you is, did Satan lie to Eve? Yes, he did. And so the question we must pose to you and I today is, does Satan lie to us? Have Satan ever lied to you? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever bit into his lie? Have you ever believed his lie when you knew better, but it was to your regret and you you experiencing consequences because you believe the lie of that devil? So why does Satan lie to you? Why does he lie to me? Number one, because it is his nature to lie. It is his nature to lie. In the gospel of John chapter 8 verse 44, it says, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. Whenever there's some lying going around, you got to realize Satan is the chief orchestrator behind the lies. He's the father of lies, the demonic regime that he oversees. They're all liars. And he he assaults the whole world system with lies. Make politicians lie. You don't have to teach your children to lie. You don't say, you know, today I'm going to teach you, honey, how to lie. You don't have to teach them how to lie. Listen, they come in the world knowing how to lie. He's He's a liar and the father of it. It is his nature to lie. Why does Satan lie to to, to you and I? Number two, because Satan desires to get us to disobey the revealed word of God. It is his desire to get us to disobey the revealed word of God. In Genesis 3, verse 1b, it says, And he said to the woman, uh, Satan, has God indeed said? See that? Has God, underline that, has God indeed said? In other words, he wanted to put doubt against uh, the word of God, he sowed doubt into Eve's heart and she believed it. And when, and when Satan can never get you to doubt what, what the word of God has actually said, then you're on your way to your spiritual demise. When God says thou shall not steal and you steal, well, then you're going against the word of God. And that's how you end up in jail or paying taxes and interest and all that stuff or having repossessions and all these things because there's been some lying underneath you know, you, you, you ought not ever lie, you know, and uh, you, you ought not teach your children how to lie. Tell them I'm not at home. That's teaching your children to lie. <laughs> Won't y'all say amen? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. And so he wants to get you to, to doubt the validity 
of the word of God. And if he can make you think that this book is not true, uh, uh, not the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God, then you're on your way down and you're in for a horrible life in this world in which we live. Number three, uh, why, why does Satan lie to us? Satan lies to entice us to place our own will above God and his will. Satan lies to entice us to place our own will above God and his will. Uh, Genesis 3, 6b says, uh, she, Eve, took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. In other words, when they partook of the tree and ate, they violated the restriction that God had commanded them. They disobeyed God and they put their will above the will of God. And anytime you do that, you set yourself up for a spiritual uh, discipline and divine chastening like you wouldn't believe. When God says don't do something, he means don't do it. He means what he says, and he says exactly what he means. In other words, we ought to have the spirit that says, I must decrease, as John the Baptist said, and he must increase. And I like what the word of God also says, not my will, but your will be done. You got to realize when you get saved, when you come to Jesus Christ as your personal savior, the first agenda that God wants to deal with when you become a Christian is the agenda of you and yourself. You have to come to realize it's no longer about what you want. It's about what God wants. He knows the plan. He ha- He's mapped out your life. He knows exactly where he wants you to be and how you are to get there. So Satan gets us to entice us to place our will above God and his will. Uh, number four, Satan uses lies to get us to usurp the authority of God so that we can be our own God. In other words, we want to be God. And uh, he, he tells Eve in Genesis 3, 5b, the latter part of that verse. Look at Genesis 3, 5, the latter part. And you will be like God. See that? Look at that. Isn't that dangerous? And you, look, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, you got to realize Lucifer, Satan's name was Lucifer in heaven. He was cast out, defeated, cast out of heaven because he wanted to, to exalt himself above the throne of God. God said, oh, no, none of that up here in heaven. He wiped him out, cast him out, and a third of the angelic host became demons who rose in rebellion against the devil when he was in heaven. He was cast down uh, because he wanted to overrule and override God. And this is what he gets Eve to do. Uh, he says, and you will look like, you will be like God. In other words, he says there, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, Adam and Eve knew good, but they knew nothing of evil. They didn't know what evil was. They were in a perfect garden. They were flawless, made perfect in a perfect environment. But oh, when they partook of that tree, yes, they knew good, but they found out something they didn't know, didn't know that was to their own detriment. They knew evil and they discovered it to their regrets. Every Christian needs to know that Satan's primary objective is to destroy the kingdom of God. He uses lies, misdirection, and temptation to accomplish his goal today and has done so since the dawn of time. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to teach regarding this issue in this message, The Temptation and Fall of Man. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Uh, Number five, uh, why does Satan lie to us? 
It is Satan's desire that we would experience defeat, shame, guilt, embarrassment, and isolation. That's why he, he lies to you because he wants to bring you down. Down into what? Satan wants to defeat your life. He wants to bring shame into your life. He wants you loaded down with guilt and embarrassment. Uh, he wants you isolated from God. We well, said, where is that in the scripture? It's in the text. Look at Genesis 3. Look at the latter part of verse 7 and the latter part of verse 8. The latter part of verse 7 says, and they sold what? Fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And then look at the latter part of verse 8. It says, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of of the garden. Why did they cover themselves with leaves? Why are they now hiding themselves? Because now for the first time in their relationship with each other and with God, they experienced shame. They didn't know what shame was. This is what shame came in right here. They experienced for, for the first time what it felt like to have guilt. That's why they're covering themselves up of fig leaves. Uh, now they are embarrassed. Because they did just what God told them not to do. So now they are embarrassed and they are humiliated. You know, so, so they, are, they are hiding among the trees. You know, people, sinners have been running and hiding from God ever since. Ever since. They went and hid themselves. You know what that is now? That's broken relationship and isolation. In other words, when they disregarded the word of God, rebelled against the commandment, to not eat of the tree, the forbidden tree, then they get so loaded with, with embarrassment and shame until they isolate themselves. God is walking in the cool of the day and now they are hiding from God instead of running to God. They enjoy relationship with God. Now for the first time, they're playing hide and go seek with God. And really, that was foolish because how do you hide from an all-seeing God? You know, so, so they were hiding from God. That, that's indicative of the fact that they now had a broken relationship, a broken fellowship. That, that was a, an estrangement now because of their rebellion against Almighty God. Number six, uh, why does Satan lie to us? Satan lies to see us fall as he did and be eternally separated from God. Satan lies to see us what? fall as he did, and to see us eternally separated from God. Revelation 12, 9 says, so the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. In other words, Satan was cast down. He was thrown out of heaven because of rebellion against God. So Satan knows his, his destiny. You say, what is the de destiny of, of Satan? He's doomed, he's damned, and he's done. He already knows it's over for him. But, but his objective is to get as many people to fall like he fell and to get as many people in hell like he's on his way to. So he knows his destiny. He just wants some company. And some of y'all are doing a good job in joining the devil in his shenanigans. So here's another question. Are y'all hanging with me? Oh, I'm not hardly through with this message. Listen, why does Satan tempt us? How many of you have been tempted by the devil? How many of you have been tempted to do evil? How many of you have been tempted to do, to do wrong? Why do, I mean, now if you haven't been tempted, you're lying because you have been tempted. You say, I haven't been tempted. You may tell me you have never been tempted to think a bad thought. 
You never been tempted to hold a grudge? Huh? You, you never been tempted to eat too much? Huh? You never been tempted to over talk yourself? You never been tempted to cheat? Never been tempted to steal? Huh? You, you never been tempted, tempted to, to, to be a hypocrite? Uh-huh. It goes on and on and on. We've all been tempted. Why does Satan tempt us? Number one, because we belong to God and we are his children. You say, how do you become a child of God? You accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. You believe in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you believe that, you open your heart and say, Lord, come into my heart. I realize I'm a sinner. Save me. Wash me with your blood. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And I ask you now to come into my heart and live in my heart. And you know what? Jesus will come in and he will make you a brand new creation. He will transform you and make you new in the kingdom of almighty God. And when you become a Christian, then you are a child of God. And when you're a child of God, Satan hates the fact that you become a Christian, that you are God's child. And he, and his, his purpose is to make you fall because when you fall, it is an attack against God himself. And then he's, he looks at God and say, look, I got another one of your children. Ah, nah, 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 nah. He's, he's got you. You know, you know, in other words, he, he wants to embarrass God by, by bringing his children down. You know that in the life of your children. What your children do affect you. Huh? Right, right, huh? When your children do well, I mean, you're proud of them, and when they do bad or make a big mess or do something they should have done, you feel really hurt, and sometimes you even have to spank them or chasten them because they brought uh, rebellion into, into the home uh, and with their actions, and you have to make some serious adjustments and put some heat on the backside so that you will take corrective measures uh, to teach them that, hey, when I say, I, say, I, I say what I say and I mean what I say. Now, with that being said about discipline, listen, there's something, there's something called over-discipline. And you know what I love about God? He doesn't do too little or too much. He knows just enough. He knows how to give us just enough to make the point, and then he knows how to lighten up. That's why I love being put in the hands of a God, a holy God, and not in the hands of man, because man don't know my limits. Man, man, man sometimes believe in eternal punishment. Man don't know how, a lot of times man struggle to forgive. If you're going to be put in anybody's hand, be put in the hands of Almighty God. He's the best hands to be in, amen? He's the best hands to be in. Uh, so, so, so why does Satan lie to us? Because he tempts us to lie, because we are tempted, because he hates us and desires to steal, kill, and destroy. You know? So Satan tempts us because he hates us and he desires to steal, to what? Kill and to destroy. The gospel of John chapter 10, verse 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Satan seeks to steal. What does he want to steal? He wants to steal your peace. That's right. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your freedom. He wants your mind disturbed. Satan wants you to be depressed. Satan wants you to live in your past. He wants you to live in your regrets. Because he don't want you happy. He wants you miserable. 
So he seeks to steal your peace, joy, and freedom. Satan seeks also to kill. Multitude have died and caught AIDS because of sexual immorality. He wants to steal your life because of sexual promiscuity and sexual immorality. Uh, he wants to kill you with drugs. Drugs is a horrible thing. You know, you can over- overdose, overdose on legal drugs and illegal drugs. And uh, drugs is a horrible thing. You don't want to play with drugs. Drugs will make you steal from your own mama. Drugs will drive you out of your mind. Drug does something mystifying with you. Some people get on drugs and they struggle all the way to the day of their death. Drugs. He wants to kill you with alcohol. And there's, there's such a widespread of alcoholism to the point that people, even Christians, have, be, have fallen to the addiction of alcoholism. You say, how do I know when I'm an alcoholic? When you wake up and you got a drink. When you got a drink at lunch. You, when you, don't, you, you prefer to have a drink of alcohol than water. You, you, it's getting quiet in here now. You, 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 you go to bed with it. Every social thing, you got to have something in your hands. I mean, and, uh, and you're living for it. And, uh, and, and so and it can be to your detriment. Alcohol can mess you up. It can mess your liver up. It messes your brain cells up. It knocks you off balance. And people say, I'm tipsy. No, you're not tipsy, you're drunk. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I know it's not a sin to drink. But before you take that sip, you need to ask yourself a question. Will it cause my, my brother to stumble? I may take a can of Miller or Budweiser, but will my children become alcoholics because they saw me reaching in the refrigerator? Huh? You see what I'm saying? And then where's your, where's your tolerance level? You know, where's that cut off? And it just goes on and on and on. So you got to realize that, that we are models. We're an example. And uh, we shouldn't cause our brothers and our sisters to stumble. And some of you all have been saved out of alcoholism. Won't you say amen? amen? And so if you begin to tap around and say, well, I can handle it. And if you know you've been delivered from that, then you ought not be going back and revisiting that because your latter days will be worse than your first. It's dangerous to go back to something that God has saved you out of. Are y'all hanging with me? I know when I meet some of y'all in H-E-B, y'all looking at my ba- basket, y'all see a few chips and some fruit and all that. And y'all say, how you doing, pastor? You know, you looking... <laughs> You looking? I've been looking at your eyes. I'm, I'm so glad I got paper towels in there and, you know, toilet paper in there. And I just got, I got basic stuff in there. But, y- but y'all be speaking to me at HV and I see your eyes just rolling all over to see if I got some Johnny Walker red or something. <laughs> so, 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 so dr- drugs and alcohol, being in gangs. Games can wipe you out. You can get killed from being in game. Gambling can kill you, kill your finances, wipe you out, trying to win the big one. You're not to live by chance, you're to live by faith. Stop, stop. Listen, the economy is too bad for you to be using God's, your God-given hard-earned money, playing a lottery, going all the way to New Orleans to catch a boat, flying all the way to Vegas, and putting yourself up in a hotel to win the big one. Listen, let me tell you something. You are not trusting God when you do that. You're to work by the sweat of your brow. You're to earn your living the right way. And I wish they had a lottery line so I can get my gas in the gas line. 
and somebody got a lottery ticket right now in your purse and in your wallet. And the bigger it gets, some of y'all think y'all gonna catch. I know for a fact, if I played the lottery, I would win. Because Satan will see to that, because his job is to make a hypocrite out of me. But why am I determined not to gamble and you're trying to find out how you can gamble? Stay away from it. It's not a good example to your family. You can lose your home. You lose a lot. You lose your relationship. You mess up your finances trying to win something that, that you ought not be doing. A greed. You can destroy. Satan wants to destroy you with greed and pride. And then he wants to destroy you with anger. I've never seen so many angry people in the times in which we live. Do you realize life is too short to be angry? There are husbands angry at wives and wives angry at husbands. There are siblings that are not speaking to each other because of anger. There's anger in the workplace where people who feel like they've been done unjustly will come back with an automatic rifle and kill up dozens of folk out of anger. You know, just, just everywhere you go, it's just anger and anger. My question to you, my friend, is why are you so angry and why are you allowing Satan to have a foothold into your life to destroy you? Nothing good can come out of harboring a spirit of anger. And that's why you need to come to the Lord and let him address the anger in your life and let him heal your anger. You can't be free and serve God to the maximum of your potential. You're always mad. You're always edgy. You're always walking around with a chip on your shoulder and you're, you're a walking time bomb waiting to explode and people just leave you alone because they don't know what you're going to do. Angry folk are, are hard to deal with and they're very dangerous because they're unpredictable. And you know what? Some of you are looking at me and you know that's you. And God brought you here today so that you would deal with the spirit of anger, so that you would come to Jesus, be made whole, so that you can be free to minister to your family. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Pastor Rander reminds us that God hates sin and what his word tells us about sin. And because of his goodness, grace, and mercy, God forgives us when we sincerely repent and confess our sins. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching, or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.